Today, Matt, we're talking yes. about the of a 17-year-old Japanese girl by the name of Junko Furuta. Junko she was born Furuta. January 18th, 1971 as a completely Japanese human in uh, Masato, Japan. Right. Cool. She was, I mean, a little bit of her background. She was a completely normal, normal Japanese youth growing up, raised in a nuclear home, but nuclear in a sense that both her mother and father were there and married and not nuclear in like the traditional Japanese sense. Very pretty girl, nice smile. When she grew up, she wanted to be a famous singer. She was an adult, which is original. Um, at 16 years old, she started working at the plastic molding factory where she would work shifts after she got out of her school classes in high school. <laughs> Somehow or another, you make that sound sexual. <laughs> so anyway, all right. She's busting her busting her brain at school all day. She's in high school. She's busting her ass at work all evening. I think this girl's going places. I mean, she was a hard worker. She was loved, real pretty. Um, and she had her whole life ahead of her. But unfortunately, we're doing an episode about her in a true crime on a YouTube, true crime YouTube channel. And spoiler alert, she's not going to be a singer. Enter four little motherfuckers. By the name of Hiroshi Mayani, Mayano, I'm sorry, Joe Agura, Shinji Minato, and Yasushi Watanabe. Now, these four boys, all between the ages of 16 and 18, same age as Junko. What were you doing at 16, 17, 18 years old, Matt? I mean, I was, you know, chasing, I was chasing girls yeah. but in the traditional sense, yeah. not tracing them and then keeping them like, you know, tied up in the basement or, uh, or in Kentucky a barn. Or, yes. I was, yeah. I was just chasing them and being like nice to them and taking them to dinner and, you know, you know, you know, doing, you know, stuff. I didn't have yeah. any complaints, but yeah, doing inappropriate things or, or appropriate really. But Same anyway. thing with me. Uh, playing video games, just being a yeah. 16, 17, 18 year old, yeah. going to school, out. like you know, yeah, sneaking, sneaking girls a beer woman. every now and then. Yeah, no, but but sneaking girls in the and you know working out, hanging out with my buddies, doing you know just yeah normal stuff. It's the best years because you've aged out of attraction from your uncle. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> and maybe we had a different childhood. I don't, yeah i just remember feeling free it's like wow feel a little too comfortable here second i got hair it's like no longer good enough for him <laughs> now i have abandonment issues oh my god no more free candy okay <laughs> um <laughs> so so these four dipshits for the rest of the story we're going to call them mayano ogura Manato, and watanabe they're also, Matt, and I'm sure you've heard of this, Yakuza Pissons. You've heard of Yakuza, I bet. Of course, I've heard of the Yakuza. That's the uh, that's the the Japanese mob. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. It's uh it's like the Japanese version of the American mafia in its heyday, only with like way less fingers and way more swords and like way, way more tattoos. Yes. I don't know why, but when I picture y Yakuza. They never have all their fingers. 
They're always missing like well sometimes when they're disrespectful or they mess up, you gotta they they lose a finger. That's like one of their punishments, right? Don't they have to cut it off themselves? Like yeah, bad enough that I'm gonna lose a finger. But did you just are you asking me to cut off my finger? No. And these guys are still, I believe, dangerous over there, right? This is still a big thing, the Yakuza. Oh, yeah. They're, listen, the Yakuza is a staple of Japanese culture, so much so that if you pay protection money to the Yakuza as a corporation, you can actually you can actually claim it as a write-off. <laughs> that, that's what a staple it is. The fucking Yakuza is registered with the Japanese Better Business Bureau? Like something like that. <laughs> That's bananas. So these four little assholes, they're they're pissons for the for the Yakuza. It's called a Chimpyra. This this their rank. And it's basically an entry level. It's all young guys, just nothings that are that hope to one day be something in the Yakuza. You right. Know? Remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes. Remember the Foot Clan? <laughs> I don't, but I clearly was not into them as much as you. I don't remember when Sam Rockwell took the kids uh, for a tour of the Foot Clan's headquarters underground. There was kids sk skateboarding and playing arcade games and finger-banging each other, just being youngins. Like, that's where these kids were at for the Yakuza. Okay. Now, like I said, they're, they're Chompira, and uh, they all, all four of them, they all four have a history of theft extortion robbery and the leader of this little group of four his name the hero hiroshi hiroshi mayano he was like super into rape and doing and and all stuff and he was a sexual sadist he just really his hobby like if you asked him what he did for fun he was like i like doing <laughs> okay all right <laughs> I, the fact that I'm laughing right now has me concerned, but okay. It's, you're being very insensitive if we're I'm, being honest. <laughs> okay. So you're right. Inappropriate. Right. So he's, the, he's not a nice person. Not a, not, none of them are. All four of these little fucking assholes were to be better if they just got captured by Taliban and ended up on a video on like ogrish.com or rotten.com or something like that. That, that would have been better for everybody. But on the night of November 25th, 1988, Matt, what were you doing? Uh, 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 19 what? November 25th, 1988. Where were you? What were you doing? Well, I would have gra graduated high school in May of 88. So by that point, um, I would say I was probably, I'm going to say I was selling for a brief time, I was either selling used cars or I was working construction or I hadn't started college yet. I think I was working construction. I took about a year off before I started college. So go ahead. Yeah. Man, I was born working. in the wrong time. I was time. working. I was working. I wish I was born when you were born because well, the I... 80s would have been a fucking awesome time to be a teenager. I'm like, why am I jealous of you? Wh why? What were you doing after graduation? And November 25th of 1988, I was one year and 11 months old. Okay. But after graduation, just mainly a lot of, um, I was also in, I went to a community college for a while and I crashed uh, at the house of an actual a fraternity from an actual university. But I wasn't in the fraternity. I was like 
a mascot. So I was going to community college, working construction and crashing at a frat house. Okay. Well, and it was fun. It was yeah. like Sounds all good. the benefits of being in fraternity, but none of the bullshit. On the night of November 25th, 1988, the worlds of Junko Furuta and these four little assholes collide. Now, Junko, she'd just gotten off work at the plastic factory. She was on her bicycle heading home. Meanwhile, these four little Japanese dildos that we mentioned earlier roam in the streets looking for a woman to rape. And I didn't make that up. That was specifically their intention that night. And I've never, they left the house going, we need to do some rapings. Um, and I can't relate to this. Nobody's ever been like, what are you doing Saturday night, Kent? And I'm like, I figure I'll watch the game, crack open some cold ones. And then depending on how I'm feeling, maybe go out and crack a few warm ones. Okay. Okay. Crack a few warm ones. I, is, is that that to me makes me think that could be beers yeah okay yeah just that's what i was just warm beers yeah but they were out roaming the streets looking for a, a right looking for a warm one yeah but not a crack on the warm one but just yeah and at 8 30 they found one a warm one riding down the road on her bicycle headed home from work at the plastic factory and of course we're talking about poor junko furuda uh, the youngest of the group, 16-year-old Shinji Minato, as kind of, he, he was kind of being bossed around by Mayano, the oldest one, the leader. He tells Minato, go knock her off her bike and then run off. Now, keep in mind, three of them are still like hidden behind some plants or whatever. And Minato runs up, knocks Junko off her bike, and then runs off into the darkness. And you're like, well, what the fuck? What's the point of this? This is where Mayano comes in. As Junko's laying there on the concrete, like probably holding her knee, doing that Peter Griffin, like, ah, you know, he walks up and he's like, hey, where do you live? I'll walk you home. It's dangerous out here, as you just saw. I can give you protection. And she's like, yeah, that would be sweet of you. Thank you. And uh, he just walks her home. And that's the end of the story. I hope you've had a good time, Matt. Uh, cool. I wish that's how it happened. That is not. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. In reality, Mayano took Junko to a warehouse, an abandoned warehouse, and her there. And then, Matt, he took her to a hotel. And once they got her to a hotel, he there. After he finished, he called the other three goons and told them where he was and what he was doing, and they just thought raping sounded like the most fun. So at 3 a.m., Mayano takes Junko from the hotel room to a nearby park, and there the other three boys were waiting. And there the four boys together dragged Junko to Shinji Minato's parents' house where they the four of them. Now, I do want to point out she is now in Shinji Minato's parents' house. This is where Junko Furuta will die. She will die in this house. But it's not going to be this night, Matt. It's not even going to be the next night. It's not going to be the next week or the week after that. 
Junko Furuto will not die for 40 days. And to break it all down, like I said, this could be a six-hour episode. To break it down in that 40 days, these are the kind of things that the group did. <clears throat> they made her shave her pubic hair, which, I mean, that's that wasn't really the hairstyle of the time, to be honest. So that's kind of weird. It's the 80s. Right. Okay. They forced, and I'm going to stop after everyone and just see how you feel about it. You give me a, I'll tell you what, after I read everyone, you just do this. You give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I, listen, I feel like we, I don't feel, I feel like we don't have to go through all this, but well, it's important. Okay. They forced her to dance naked. <laughs> what am I supposed Matthew, to do? Matthew. I mean, it's a thumbs down. That's inappropriate. I mean, I'm not sure how you're supposed to to treat your your kidnapped uh, um, them, but I'm assuming that making them dance naked is not appropriate. It's not, but it's the '80s. Okay. That's my excuse for everything. <laughs> okay, if we're doing a show on TCK in 1860, right, and somebody caves a, a, a newborn infant's head in with a tire iron. I'm like, but it was the 1860s. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? <laughs> 1860s. Every, everybody's doing it. Everybody was doing it. It's a different time. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> they forced her to masturbate in front of them. Now it's getting weird. I mean, I, arguably it was weird with all the raping that they did before, but they were at night time. They left her outside on the freezing balcony with no clothes on. And this is at his parents' house. This is at his parents' house. So that's a good question. You're like, well, how did they get away with this? The parents were fully aware that all of this was going on. But the parents said that their 16 year old Shinji Minato, the, the one that whose parents' house this was at, said that in, in the past couple months, he had gotten increasingly violent and that they were afraid of him. In 40 days, they couldn't have called the police for no. an intervention? Right. It's a good question. They said they were just afraid, so they just let it They just let it slide. And we all had parents. They let us get away with a lot of shit. <laughs> hey, you remember really? that time we gang that woman for 40 days and mom was like, I shouldn't be letting you do this. <laughs> I mean. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, <clears throat> so yeah, that came out not of court. the spooky episode I expected. By the way. I'm waiting spooky. for it to get spooky. It's getting ready to get spooky. Okay. It's getting ready to get very spooky. <laughs> they shoved a bunch of stuff stuff up her anus and vagina. <sighs> Okay, See, okay, that's a thumb. That's a thumbs down for me. That's a, but spooky, 
No, that's not. I don't think you know what spooky means. I don't. I don't think I understand. <sighs> okay, I'm not good at Halloween. Um, I've always said that. You know how people do Halloween decorations? Yeah. I always wanted to hire a guy as a Halloween because I never feel like they're scary enough or spooky enough. I always wanted to hire a guy to just stand in my front yard with a gun and point it at people as they walked by. <laughs> I'll be like the spookiest house on the block. I, okay. Okay. Right, go ahead. All right. Let's. All right. <clears throat> I think the kids would all be like that. Have you been by, by Chungus's house? It's very spooky. There's a homeless man wielding a gun. <laughs> okay. So up her I, anus. I almost, I almost, you're making this seem normal, like normal behavior. And I almost joined in with you and added on to the homeless person with the gun. And I thought, you know, yelling obscenities, but I almost threw that in there. But then I thought, what if I don't participate? Do not encourage him is what my inner voice told me. I had one little angel saying. Why? Because I was employing the homeless? No. <laughs> Let's move forward. That's Let's move forward. Story. The thumbs down. And her vagina and anus, they shoved a whole lot of things. Um, things like lit matches, uh, metal rods, a bottle, and a bunch of other objects. Basically anything they could get their hands on. They're really handling her vagina and anus the way like. Does, does, does so when when your editors go through, right? Do they do they have to bleep out a bunch of stuff? No, we don't bleep out anything. I feel like there's going to be some bleeping here. I feel like this is going to be one for of the YouTube more, for sure. One of the more heavily edited videos for YouTube. This will definitely have to be edited. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like. In the in the just audio form, we won't edit it at all. Um, and that's why our listenership is down. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So they're shoving just whatever they can find all up in there, right? They uh, force feed her large amounts of alcohol, milk, and water. And this is over a period of forty days. Right. Uh, they make her inhale paint thinner. They burn her arms and legs with lighter fluid and a lighter. By the end of December, now keep in mind they had they had abducted her in November. By the end of December, she was so emaciated and thin that she could no longer get up to go downstairs to the bathroom. So they just let her lay in the in the bedroom floor of Monato in her own waist. Her face was so swollen that her facial features were completely flooded out in the swelling. She didn't even look human. Okay. What? The boys later would say this turned them off. <laughs> no. Yeah, they didn't think it was hot. <laughs> and that her body also put off the smell of rot from the wounds and infection. Okay. And they couldn't stand having sex with her anymore, so they went out and ganged another 19-year-old. This is true. Okay. I, you I, remember I, your hormones at that age? I don't... I don't think that you... I don't think you know what's spooky. I think you're... This is very you're, spooky. I think you're getting 
spooky and gruesome confused. They're not like synonyms, you know, they're they're there's there's two different things. What about uh what about creepy? <sighs> this is creepy. I don't feel like this is creepy either. I just feel like it's gruesome. Spooky. Let me look up spooky. Let's see here. Let me see here. Spooky definition. It says the definition of spooky is sinister or ghostly in a way that causes fear and unease. Do you feel uneasy? I do feel Speak, uneasy. spooky. Thank you. This is very spooky. It's a very spooky story. Okay. So what happened? They, uh, they, so I said, like I said, because they were no longer attracted to Junko while she's rotting in their bedroom floor while still alive. Um, they go out and gang another 19 year old woman that was on her way to work. And then on January 23rd, 1989, I guess this is the day in the, in the grand scheme of things. Fortunately, this is the day that she's going to die because she's been suffering for 40 days now, but on January 23rd, 1989, Mayano, the oldest of the boys group, loses a game of Mahjong. Mahong. Mahong? Ma Malong? Mahjong? Loses a game of Mahjong uh, to one of the other boys in the groups there, and he gets mad, starts raging. Uh, Mahjong is a Japanese board game, by the way. If you were wondering, it's like, I think the, I think our version is called Cracker Checkers. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Checkers feels more Appalachian. I would say that like chess is more of a cracker thing, right? Actually, I feel like the blacks are really into chess too. In prison, they, they, they definitely are. Yeah. Blacks are a white. Chess has really brought <laughs> the whites and the blacks. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to please, please. <laughs> please. I, you know, I, I, so what happened with what's going on with this? Well, he loses this board game Mahjong and this is before Xbox. So he can't rage, you know, and just break a controller. Right. Uh, what he does is he rages and he's sides. He's going to break Junko Furuta even okay. more than they already have. Um, apparently he took Mahjong very seriously and decides he needs to relieve his anger. So he goes and, uh, and goes into, uh, into the bedroom there of the young man and uh, pours ladder fluid all over Junko and then sets her on fire. Okay. Now, later in court, they said that Junko did make like a few haphazard attempts to put it out, like, but it was like super weak. And because she was so malnourished and halfway dead, she just laid there for the most part and let it burn her. Jesus. Okay. And then... And I don't know if the boys were trying to put out the fire, but uh, for two hours, they started kicking her and punching her. Yeah, thumbs down. That's a thumbs down. Okay, I was sp okay. spooky. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so they they got her put out, though, um, with the kick is, kicks and the punches. And um, after the fire went out, they lit a candle and started pouring the hot wax on her swollen face. And then they started burning her eyelids off with the candles. So they mutilated the body. Well, she's still alive at this point. Oh, my God. Watch the spooky. Okay. 
And uh, whenever they started burning her eyelids off, she lost control of her bladder like you would from the pain. And they made her drink the urine off the floor. What what, what are we doing here? What are we doing? We're telling a Halloween story. No. <laughs> so it was it was a horrible. Eventually, how did she end up dying? Well, for two hours, they did this to her, beating her. Uh, well, after the uh, the eyelids thing, they continued beating her another two hours. And then they also started dropping an, uh, a huge iron exercise ball on her stomach over and over and over again. And then she did die at the end of that uh, that attack, Matt. And I've I've put here in the, you can't see the outline, but I put here, um, add like a sound effect, like a, ooh. <laughs> I don't feel, by the way, I, I want to let you know that I, I don't feel like you're going to get any subscribers from, I don't feel like any of my guys are going to your channel after this, but I, <laughs> what, what, tell me that something else happens. Well, that's the end. It's been nice being here no, with you, Matt. No. Okay. I, I okay. Refuse. Let's close the story, shall we? <laughs> to make a long, horrible story short. Uh, they do get rid of the body. Uh, they put what's left of Junko in a in a duffel bag and try to hide it in a 55-gallon barrel. But And Mayano, the leader of the group, even put a VHS copy of an episode of a show called Dragonfly that Junko loved in the duffel bag with her body. And when and Court asked why he did this, he said that, quote, he didn't want her ghost to come back and haunt him, unquote. And I don't know if that really squared them up. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think Junko was like, no hard feelings, Mayane. I love Family Guy. Uh, I, I would be, I would want to have some words at the very least as a vengeful spirit. Yeah, makes sense. I just feel like the whole eyelid thing was uncalled for. Yeah, that's where they crossed the line. On January 23rd, on January 23rd, sorry. Two of the boys, they get wrapped up by police. Remember the set of that 19-year-old whenever they got yeah. tired of Junko? They get wrapped up for that, for that And at that interrogation, Mayano starts singing like a little bitch-made canary about the murder of Junko Furuta. What he thought was that in the next room, his buddy was rolling over on him, so he tried to roll over first. But they were like, we weren't even talking about that, man. But Thanks for the intel. And really quickly, they found Junko's body and really quickly wrapped all four boys up. And let's let's do a quick breakdown after the long trial of how much time these boys got. Mayano, the ringleader of the gang. Now, keep in mind, all these boys took place in the gang rapings and the burnings and the torture. Mayano, the ringleader, 20 years in prison. That wouldn't that wouldn't cut it here. I can tell you that. Oh no, he'd be likely. I mean, and rightfully so, he'd probably get the death death penalty. I yeah. would hope. I would hope so. Minato, five to nine years. Watanabe got five to seven years, and Ogura got eight years in juvenile detention. All of them are now free today 
Oh, and another thing, Matt, before we say the end of this story, this is very spooky. While Ogura was serving his sentence in juvenile detention, mind you, his mother vandalized Junko Furuta's grave because she said, quote, she ruined my son's life, unquote. And if that isn't not taking count accountability, I don't know <laughs> what is. <laughs> wow. And unfortunately, for real, this time, that is the end. No, it's not. Of the story of Junko Furuto. That's yeah, they're, the story. They're that free. You... That's not spooky. They're, ro they're, they're roaming the streets. That's very spooky. Your assignment was spooky. And I fucking nailed it. <laughs> oh, my nailed God. It. Stepped up to the plate pointed towards the stands and drove that bitch out of the stadium. That could have been written by R.L. Stein, that story. I don't know who that is. He wrote Goosebumps. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, wow. That's all I have to say. Are you scared? I'm... I'm... I, I, I am... Do you have the creeps? I I long for for Kent. Yeah. And his story. Which I don't, it wasn't really spooky either, although it, it did have like some, you know, there was some kind of like not seance, but like uh there was kind of a, a devil a a devil worshiping group in his story. Chase's story? Yes, in Ch I'm sorry, Chase. What did I just say? Ch I said Kent. You said Kent, yeah. Oh no, I'm saying I, I, I. Uh, no, no. Chase's story was, yeah, yeah, definitely. Did uh, I mean all jokes aside? Obviously, I'm kidding about all this. this. Is a fucking horrendous case. Yes, absolutely horrible. Um, do you have any like genuinely creepy? I'll tell you a story. Something that happened to me that's real. That's actually kind of creepy. I think. Um, when I was in the Marine Corps, we were in the field, which is a training where you're doing training. They usually, they can be from three days to, you know, two weeks, depending on how long the training cycle is. But, uh, you're out in the woods or, or wherever the desert, just training to fight war and do war to people. And I, we were sleeping in a tent. We were in the hills of West Virginia at Fort, uh, what is that? AP Hill was what that place was called. AP Hill, West Virginia. Spooky. Very spooky place. West Virginia, actually yeah. kind of a spooky place if you yeah. like the virginity of your butthole. <laughs> okay. West Virginia is rectally spooky. But we were sleeping in a tent, and a few years earlier, my dad had died of an overdose. And uh, dad died of an overdose in 2009. It was a second overdose as well. So it's like he didn't get any better at him, you know. But um, I'm sorry about that. Sorry. Very, very inconsiderate of you, Matt. No, um, I'm sorry that your father <laughs> died of an overdose. It's okay. It happens, man. I think one in three people in Kentucky die of an overdose. 
uh, even babies. But so dad died of an overdose in 09, January of 09. So this was probably 2000 and I want to say 10 that this happened. So it's still kind of fresh. Everything with dad. And we were in a tent and it's a two person tent out in the woods there. And it's raining that night. And we always, the, the my tent mate that I always had, I always chose the same guy. His name was Sanford. Um, we would always hang like a flashlight from the center part of the tent, these little bitty two-man tents. So if we needed to get something or or whatever in the middle of the night, you could just reach up and click that light on. So I'm sleeping that night in that tent out there in the woods. And I have a nightmare that uh, I wake up in this tent and that dad starts talking to me. And he's like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, I'm good, man. Just uh, miss you. Everything. And uh, I'm in the Marines now. And he tells me he's proud of me. And the, the conversation itself was like super, super sweet and comforting. I guess. But at one point in the conversation with dad, I said, uh, I, I reached up. I was like, I want to see you. And I reached up to turn the light off and he stopped me and he said, don't do that. Don't turn the light on. Let's just sit here in the dark. You don't need to see me, blah, 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 blah. And we talked for a little bit longer. And I reached up and I turned the, and quickly in the middle of it, I was like, no, I want to see you. And I turned the light on. And whenever I turned the light on, what I didn't tell you was whenever he got, whenever he died, I had to go to the hospital and see his body. And I don't know why they did that to me this, to this day. Um, he had been, he had overdosed and had been dumped off down at a lake and been, he had laid there all night. And that image of him in the hospital where he's been dead at this point for probably 12 hours, um, is still like really fresh in my head. I, I'll never forget it. And when I flipped on that light in the tent, um, dad was laying there where Sanford usually would be my tent mate, just as I remembered him in the hospital, dead, motionless. And then I woke up. And um, I've never felt, I remember sitting up in the tent there and listening to the rain on the tent for probably an hour. And then I just jerked off and went back to sleep. <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> I feel like you hear the words inappropriate I didn't jerk off I, okay. but I had a moment <laughs> it was the most realistic dream I've ever had the most realistic nightmare I've ever had and it was a legitimate it had me fucking shook like out there in those woods, like, so I remember it so vividly because it was the most vivid, weirdest. And there's been a few dreams, but that happened to me. What about you? <laughs> you ever jerk off beside a man in no. a tent? <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, I would say so. I, you know, 
at the, I won't want to say the height, but during my, when I was in Tampa, I lived in a, in an area of Tampa called Ybor city. Uh-huh. And I owned a bunch of, of property, right? And these are houses that are built in the 1900, 1910, you know, 1890s. And so they're all wood, you know, um, uh, shotgun. No, well, not all of them. A lot of them are shotgun, you know, houses. And uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 So, you know, just the cheap A-frame with tin roofs and stuff. Grown up. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I ended up buying a, a property that was, it had been built initially it had been built by there, there's about in any city there's a, a ton of old cigar factories right like the cubans came over and built these cigar factories and people uh, cubans would come over and they'd make cigars in tampa and it became this this huge um cigar you know hub so massive warehouses well they they started building just tons of these houses and one of the things one of the owners had done was built a um, he built a large building and it was eight, it was an eight family building. Right. But they were little tiny rooms. Like you put three, four people in one little tiny room. But so it was an eight unit. Well, it was an eight unit. And, and then at some point it was sold to the Catholic church and they used it as kind of like a convent. Right. Yeah. So they used it for a while. And I believe that there were, they used it where they, uh, um, they basically housed, from what I understand, it was like midwives. And so when in the Catholic faith, you know, obviously when back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, really probably from the 18, from who knows how long, but if you were, you got, if a woman, a a unmarried girl or woman got pregnant, it was looked, you know, looked uh, down upon. So they would, let's say you were in New York and you were Catholic and you ended up getting pregnant and you're a 17 year old girl, they would send you down three, four months before you basically about the time you were starting to show, they'd send you to Tampa. You'd stay there till you had the baby and then they'd send you back up so they could tell their family, Hey, you know, Oh, we're my, my, uh, Oh, Christine is going down to Florida to visit my aunt, you know, or yeah. my sister or her aunt, whatever. She had the baby. They put it up. For like it never happened. Right. She comes back. That's it. She knows better next time. And somebody in Florida gets a new baby. So eventually that convent. I think that's how Florida was populated. (laughs) (laughs) So that convent ended up getting, um, that convent ended up getting, uh, uh, it it got shut down at some point, right? Like it got shut down and the the house was in disrepair and eventually it got sold. It had been sold several times. Nothing ever really happened and it was all boarded up. So I ended up buying that that building and I renovated it into a three unit. I gutted the entire front top floor and made it one massive apartment. Like it was about, it was 2,200 square feet. One, it was a 2,200 square foot, one bedroom. Yeah. So it's a one bedroom. It's got a couple different, you know, um, bathrooms. It was just massive, a hardwood floor, super cool. And the downstairs were two 1,100 square foot, one bedrooms, really nice and big. Like studio apartments, they call them, right? Yeah, yeah. Really just, you know, really cool. And I put a four-car garage in the back and put a concrete block wall around, you know, uh, around the whole thing. It was super cool. But when I was the renovations were done, I went in there and I was painting murals in there inside the, the property. And some of the people 
on that street had told me that the house was haunted. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. Um, well, I was up on a, on a ladder one day and, there, and this is at probably 12 or one o'clock at night. And I was painting, you know, I'm up on a ladder painting, you know, a mural that I was, was working on. And I got this really cold chill through my whole body. And I remember turning to see like, it, it was almost like something like cold wind, but it's Florida, bro. It's not cold. Like, yeah. and, and, and so there was like this cold wind kind of felt like it blew over me. And I turned to check and look and see like, damn, like, is the window open? And keep in mind, everything's lit up in that place. I'm talking about spooky. Everything's lit up by like little, I had like little lights and stuff. Like there was nothing. And there's no furniture in this place. It's just, it's 2,200 square foot hardwood floors, freshly painted. And it's just a big, big, big room. Which actually is spooky. Which is super spooky. Yeah. And I'm up on this. Um, I'm, and, and there were some little enclaves, right? Like in the front, you'd have to see the place, but I was painting in one of this, uh, like, like it's like a little room, but it wasn't a room because it was open, but it was still kind of an offset of a room, of a small room, like a den. And I'm up on this ladder and I turned to see like, damn, is the window open? Like what's going on? I turned to look and I catch the, ref in the reflection, I can see the entire room and there looked like a person, I feel like it was like a woman standing there in like a, like a kind of like a, a nightgown, like a, a white nightgown, almost like it could have been a nun. Nun jammies. Was in all white or a girl that was in like all white. And listen, bro. I mean, it was so fucking real. I immediately like yanked around to look. Right. I mean, we're talking about like, I've got the paintbrushes in my hand. Like, I'm ready to like, oh my God. And I yank around to look and there's nobody there, which was worse than had there been somebody standing there. At least if somebody had been standing there, I would have felt better about it. But the fact yeah. that I twisted around so quickly and there was nobody there makes it worse even more. Bro, you want to talk about, I, I never got down off, got out of a place so quick. In my, boom, dropped everything, <laughs> spun around. Took off down the out the door, down the fucking stairs, out the front door, locked it in my car. Boom, gone back to my apartment. You said you were painting a mural. Yeah. What was the mural of? It was actually of Adam and Eve. So I have a, a there was a um, an artist named Tamara De La Peck that was a really famous artist in the 1920s, and she painted you know, portraits of people and just, just, you know, whatever she painted a lot of art deco stuff in that deco style. And I was painting, um, her rendition of, uh, Adam and Eve. And, you know, so that's and it. That being a convent, do you think that could have, I was just curious to see it if offensive. it had any religious maybe, themes. Maybe it was offensive. Maybe they were offended. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe we close this with genuine spooky. Okay. I feel like that's what we just did. Did it? Was I it? Like, I feel like it did. Yeah. That was the most spooky. That's that's probably about the best I got. I feel like we started off really strong spooky. And then it peaked spooky in the middle of the Junko Furuta story. And then we also closed spooky. I don't feel... Okay. Um... I would like to thank you for you're welcome. A valid for that, for that. attempt. Solid, 
Solid. I delivered. You could say it. Oh my god. Um, and you're married. I am. I'm actually. Okay. I've been married twice. No, that that twice I see. That I see. Um. Yeah. What happened to the first first wife? You know, we uh, met in the Marine Corps. She was a Marine. I was a Marine, and we just like had a relationship that was like. You were thinner. I was much. I was chiseled. Okay. That's part of it. So okay, I I'm I'm. And I was what? carved right out of stone, and we just had a relationship that was built on partying, and um physical things so and that's that doesn't have the legs to, to make it 50 years <laughs> and i say 50 years because that's i mean now i've probably only got i probably got 25 left maybe well, how but old are you i'm 36 but i eat like a 50 year old i was gonna say my god you're giving i mean i'm i'm 54 yeah i feel like i've got 25 left in me i don't have i mean you have you seen I mean, I've got, but I, I, I also take so. care of myself. Yeah. So I eat pro, uh, I probably have the cholesterol of Jimmy Dean. Have you considered, um, like cutting back on maybe let's pick something. Let's pick something bacon. I don't eat a, I've thought about it. So, I mean, maybe cutting back a little here and a little there. I was going to say I don't eat a lot of bacon, but I definitely eat more bacon than the average person. So, I mean, have you, have you, is that not in the, that's not in the, in the works or in the, I mean, well, I'll think tomorrow. Start working <laughs> on that tomorrow. Okay. That's, that's, you know, baby steps. You know, my, my, um, downfall isn't like food, like food, food. I don't have an issue not eating like, healthy food i'm happy eating a salad it's sweets for me yeah. pastries yeah, I, and donuts and chocolate and all that stuff like i'm just as happy eating a chicken salad as i am a cheeseburger if you follow it up with a couple of twinkies if i follow it up with a box of twinkies <laughs> yeah i feel like that's yeah that's not so that's not that's not healthy it's not no. And my chins prove it. And that's pretty spooky. I can show you my tits. That would be spooky. Uh, inappropriate. Spooky. Inappropriate. Okay. Um, okay. You know, it's hard enough to bleep this stuff out. Now I'm going to have to have Colby do the, the, you know, the, the, uh, what do you call it? Where they fuzz it out or something. I forget. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. Good, good, good talk. Yeah. Thanks, man. Kind of. Um, do this again tomorrow? Well, you know, let's let's play it. Let's Spot. let's play I'm, by ear. You're probably let me, busy. Let me talk to a guy. Okay. See what's. Uh, let's see how difficult you've made Colby's job. The great okay. thing is that you've made Colby's job difficult and not really my job. I will probably make some TikToks and I'm gonna make an intro and I'll beep out as much as I can. Okay. And I think I think maybe if we beep out, we spend a solid hour or two beeping out stuff, I think we'll be all right. Okay. It's not yeah. as bad as I thought. So, you're welcome. Yeah. I feel uh, I'm feel like you've done a lot of damage to my reputation. Okay. Making me laugh or 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 <laughs> find things that are clearly inappropriate and I'm laughing like 
Um, I may not bounce back from that. But honestly, my channel's not doing that great. So right. it may so have been why going under anyway. Answer the question, what is your least favorite race? <laughs> I I I I love all people equally. That's what my mom used to say. I, I don't I like love, the Georgians. I love all my children equally, but Matthew's my favorite. <laughs> so, I don't like the Georgians. Not the not the state, the country. That's that's such a safe answer. The people of Georgia, <laughs> of the country of Georgia. I'm, yeah. I, well, this has been fun, Matt. Okay. And I know it's been a lot of fun for you. It has. And I hope you can sleep tonight. Like a baby. Like Thanks a baby. for having me, man. After the drugs kick in. All right. Well, thank you very much. I think everybody, anybody who's really enjoys um, disturbing humor uh, and true crime should definitely check out True Crime Kent. Yeah. You want to shamelessly plug your... Absolutely. True Crime Kent. You can find it on Spotify. Uh, anywhere you get podcasts, you can find True Crime Kent. And it's, like I said, a... Uh, a deep dive. We go deep into, into, into subjects. Whereas this was just kind of skim over using a Wikipedia article. This and TCK. Was, yeah. This, this was just a skim over. So, okay. We'll put the, uh, the link in the description. Hey, if you enjoyed the episode and I can't imagine that you did, it was completely inappropriate. And if you enjoyed it, you should really think about, you know, really think, think about look deep in here. And but if you did, that's fine. If and you want to see um, watch more of uh, True Crime Kent, uh, check out the description box. There we're gonna have the link in there. Also, I really do appreciate you guys watching. Please share the video and consider joining my Patreon. It's only ten dollars a month. That's really not a lot of money, but it does help. You know, because it adds up. It's not like your ten dollars. Not that your ten dollars doesn't matter, but it it adds. Listen, I appreciate you guys watching. Thank you very much. Share the video. Do all the stuff. Leave me a comment. See ya.